Welcome to Eagle's Journey Podcast, where we connect to God's Word in everyday life. My name is Eric Shemansky. And I'm Jacob Secor. Welcome to the journey. Well, looky here, we're back again, which is probably surprising. Maybe it's unsurprising at this point. I don't know. I'm still kind of surprising to me. Today. I'm still a little surprised. Well, I'm a little surprised that one, we've been going this long and that it just it's humbling and weird in multiple ways. But yes, I, I'm I was a little surprised because as of like two hours ago, I was like, ah, what am I going to do with tonight? Because I think we're taking the night off. And then we didn't. And then I get a text from one Eric Shemansky. Let's just say um, work today was difficult and then some. I I hear you. We all got those days. I got it. I was was ready for like, yeah, you know, take a quick week off. And, you know, I thought about maybe I'd take some time out of my, my weekend and be like, hey, I can record like some random one off thing just that way people have something to listen to. Which would be weird because as we just discussed before I hit record, I think it's weird that people are listening to me. But it's enjoyable at the same time. Because <laughs> that means that we're speaking truth. It's true. That, well, hopefully. I, I enjoy that part. Well, it's either cool. we're... We're doing it's either we're speaking we truth or we're like building some sort of weird cult and i i prefer to have the first one i would definitely <laughs> prefer the first one but if we get the second one then i guess i'm just kidding <laughs> oh no i think christian podcast community is gonna be calling us on that one be like, hey, uh is it true that in your recent podcast you said you, you were starting a cult it was a joke because I'm pretty sure we're not doing pretty that. sure that. That's but I not do good. have some land for a compound anyway. Um, oh, no, <laughs> I, I have no, gonna, I have no land. <laughs> hey, you went to a seminary in Texas, like the, maybe you got the Kool-Aid or whatever. That's where that happened, wasn't it? I don't Texas? remember where that one happened. OK, yeah, neither do I. Maybe it was Oklahoma. Maybe Oklahoma is a random state that right. I feel like weird stuff happens we're gonna have to look it up now we're gonna have to look it up and also i just i mean if we had anybody in oklahoma listening they're like how dare you how <laughs> dare you demean our beautiful state uh, let's the see sooners here. man you keep going i'm gonna try to find <laughs> out where it happened i was just kind of going off the cuff there but i didn't realize i was covering for you to figure out who the guy was i can't even remember his name right now with the kool-aid jim jones is that it jim jones yes no that that that's ringing about maybe it was florida i don't know it was some southern state but all that to say we are not starting a cult (laughs) (laughs) no kool-aid here we have seltzer water and uh it's very good for you trust us drink it i mean what (laughs) Jonestown. I don't know where that's at. Jonestown. Jonestown what? I don't know. It just says the city is Jonestown. You can't just say it's Jonestown and not have a state. I'm looking for it. Google is failing us right now. It's failing our audience. Like, not only do I have to apologize for taking us on this rabbit hole, I have to apologize for our corporate overlords who <laughs> provide us search results, not giving us the information. This is this is bad. This is this is off to a bad start. We need I'm gonna I'm gonna hit stop recording and nobody's ever gonna hear this. That's gonna happen. Nah, right now. we're gonna keep it's, it. It's, this is this is good. This is the type of stuff that I feel like 
every podcast needs to have. It needs to have a topic that it's about, and it needs to spend the entire intro nowhere near that topic. That's pretty much what we do. Yeah. We, yeah, we pretty I much feel rock like, that. I feel like it's been a week, typically, mm-hmm. you know, since we released an episode, and, you know, you got to kind of ease your way into it. You know, we want people to come and hopefully learn a few things, but we also want them to scratch their heads and wonder what sort of weirdos they're listening to. That's my goal. I want you to think I'm weird, but also maybe I have something to say every now and then. (laughs) Just the random rumblings and musings of our heads, and it just eventually gets to something good. If I didn't do this, I'd be saying it to a wall, and then I'd probably get like institutionalized or something. So it's it's a more healthy outlet, I think. I I would guess or hope. Are you figuring out what state that happened in? I'm trying to. I don't. It the was, look on your face is just. It's you, you look dumbfounded. Well, it was before our time, really. That's true. So, but it's like it's right. like a, a very famous incident. In 1977, Jones, the self-proclaimed Messiah of his evangelical flock, led his followers to a remote jungle in Guyana to live in Jonestown. He sold the destination as an agricultural. So it wasn't even it was Guyana. Guyana. How do you say that? Oh, that you're probably who knows because I don't I don't know, but I thought it like started like somewhere in the states and then probably I don't know. But anyway, we're not starting a what, cult. What hey, just happened? But all I know is this: we're talking about Hebrews twelve today, right? And it's it's episode uh, what twenty six? Twenty six. I don't have that written down anywhere in front of me, which is weird. There I'm it sorry. Is. Part twenty one of Hebrews. Yep, and guess what? Uh, there's only two what? more after this. There are. So we're doing the first half of chapter 12 tonight. Yep. Today. Ep- this this evening, episode. This morning. Whatever time it is that you're listening. Doesn't matter. We're going to do. We're going to do. Yes. We're going to do the second half of it in the next episode. And then mm-hmm. one more to wrap it all up. Chapter 13. We're going to nail that all at one time because we're crazy. And but, that's how know. we roll. That's. That's how we roll. They so, see me roll, and that's probably bad now. Yeah, let's not do that. We don't want to get tagged or flagged yeah. or whatever it is. You think I'm that good of a singer that Content ID is going to be like, they were playing copywritten music from the late 2000. I like, I mean, Jacob, five. all I know is we've already gone through Works Crazy, Jim Jones, and Kool Aid, laced with cyanide, and now Chameleon Air. So. <laughs> Are you trying to say all bets are off for this episode? (laughs) That's fair. 2020 is weird. Uh, So it's true. It is. That's yeah. So we should probably. uh, I almost lead into what we talked about from last week. We should. I resisted the urge there to bring up another rabbit trail that I really wanted to that just would have taken us all over the place. Let's rabbit trail. Once we okay. get into it, I feel like we didn't rabbit trail enough before we hit record. And that's what this is. Ha- what's Probably. happening right here. Probably. What did we talk about last week, though? Oh, last week. I'm glad <laughs> you asked. We finished chapter 11, oh, no. which, as we all know, is kind bankruptcy. of the bankruptcy, oh, no. but also in Hebrews, kind of the list of faith, the hall of faith people and just kind of goes through their history, really the history of of God's people. And we, so we finished up last week 
um, going from Moses, Joshua, which Joshua is not even named as we discovered, um, and to Rahab, right. who's very important um, as her her role in the conquer, conquering of Jericho, but also in the role of Jesus and being part of that genealogy. So yeah, we just kind of talked through some of that and some of the nuances of what's what was going on with Moses because he had a big old section. And then we had this massive list of people. And really, as the writer says, we don't have time to get into all of this, but they are each an interesting study in and of themselves. But the the kind of the key point was they were all looking toward deliverance that was outside of their own capabilities. Indeed. So looking was, forward towards the the prize, which yes. I use that particular terminology because, you know. There's sort of that that happening yeah. as we begin this week's episode, right? Oh, I think there's a direct correlation to prize in the first three verses of this chapter. There is. So yeah, wink, I, wink, I nudge nudge. <laughs> let me let me lay it on thick, and you just you know you have to keep us on the rails. You can't be doing it too. This is not not going to work if you're going to try. That's off for tonight. We've already discussed this. This this is true. This this is very true. No, I I, I enjoyed last week episode is a little bit lighter i feel like just yeah. going through but like inspiring though just looking at all those people and you know th- those who've gone before and mm-hmm. seeing the shortcomings but also just like they got mentioned later on for their incredible faith yeah and that's cool and, and it's also key to remember the ending of chapter 11 was talking about the um, fate, if you will, of some of those believers, the ones that aren't even worthy of this world, as it is stated, or the world isn't worthy of them. Sorry, I mixed that up. But um, right. just like the the persecution they went through being sawed in half and, you know, losing limbs and things. I mean, just the the length that they went to physically to endure for their faith, um, which we talked to, you know, something that's kind of scary to even think about especially in our comfortable North American world we live in, you and I. <laughs> so this is true. But we're going to so, get yeah. into some of that for this episode. I was going to say here. we're going to, I guess, probably flesh it out a little yeah. bit more. But, uh, you know, we, we did another coin flip in, in the pre-recording. I win these uh, a lot. I'm not making that up at all. That's definitely exactly what happened. You can trust me. Uh, <laughs> and it came up heads. I'm just going to, I'm going to lean into this lie. And that means that you get to go first on the reading of of God's word. Just, just wonderful. Just so you evening. know, I just flipped a coin and it's heads. He did actually. I, I will verify that I watched him flip that coin. Straight up did it's it. It's a here, real thing. Here, that watch, happened. watch here. That's the coin going down. Did you hear it? <laughs> they they did or they didn't. I don't know if my like little filters that I put on in we'll post processing are going to cut that out. So hey, let we, us know in the comments. I was going to say, let us know if you heard the coin. That would be great. We would love to know that. So yeah, you get to read first. Yeah, I'm going to read. Short little section, but it's a, I think a powerful section. It's something that I think most of the people listening probably are going to be like, oh, I know those verses. Yep. So yeah, so chapter 12, book of Hebrews, we're going to read the first three verses. So as always, if you're in a spot and capable of opening your Bible and following along, please do so. We encourage you to read the word daily and um, read ahead too, for that matter. But um, here we go. I'll be reading from the net. Verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, we must get rid of every weight and the sin that clings so closely and run with endurance the race set out for us. 
keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set out for him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Think of him who endured such opposition against himself by sinners, so that you may not grow weary in your souls and give up. So yeah, I think verse one is one that a lot of people probably have heard. Right. And probably misunderstand. That's that's potentially true. Just throwing that out there. Well, I mean, I'll be honest, the first time you read that, it's like surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses of what, who, what cloud witness? I, right. You know, like to me, that's kind of a, the first time I ever really heard that, I didn't understand what that meant at all. Right. And I think like, that there's there's stuff to unpack there but mm-hmm. i mean if you just back it up quick right it's like what does it start with yeah oh, therefore like the favorite word the favorite word of every preacher ever because yeah. it's like it's a word that makes you look at a, a passage of scripture and go i know what to talk about now and it's what we talked about previously <laughs> um yeah i mean and that i mean that's basically what's going on here is you've got everything we talked about in the last two episodes culminating down to what right. he's going to say here. So since all of the, the therefore all of these people we just talked about, and I mentioned right. in, in chapter 11, um, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud, these people, this, these people of faith, of strong faith, of faith that, um, we can all walk into ourselves even. Right. Um, but because of this example, of what they have done before us, then I think, we, yeah. we can go forward. I think that that's the the key, right? Like there's, there's the example, but it's like, it, it feels to me like the author is going, Hey, they did it. So can you. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and, and I've heard, you know, a lot of people say, well, this is just all the, the saints, saints, meaning those believers in Jesus who have passed from this earth. But, um, this is all the saints that are out there and I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with that. The the one issue I do have is when people are like, well, this is because I've seen this used as uh, a way to pray to the saints. Mm. Um, and I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense with anything that's been going on in Hebrews. Right. Um, so, but I mean, yeah, it just it's it's directly correlated and connected to chapter 11 and those people. Yeah. And I think I think that it's interesting because this whole first little section that you just read there's a lot of (laughs) summarization i guess in some ways as far as like you're you're seeing ideas reappear uh right like this idea of running the endurance Mm -hmm. running with endurance the race set before so it's sort of like you know going living this out don't be stagnant don't fall away sort of thing we heard about that a while ago right yeah you know fix your eyes on jesus that's something that's like we've been the the point of hebrews is jesus is the best yeah period right so okay you got that and then he's the best um, there's none better (laughs) right and then even the idea he sat down at the right hand of the throne of god right we talked about making the enemies a footstool until god says all right go do it Right. Yeah, it's kind of like he's giving a here's a brief synopsis of the entire book yeah. so far or letter. It's kind of like a weird like we're inserting this random thesis statement way towards the end. Yeah. Like it's not because it's not, but like you know, it's got that like yeah summary. And I'm gonna br- we're gonna land the plane soon, so I just wanna I wanna bring in all this stuff and elicit some of the stuff we talked about. Yeah, I watched a uh, I think it makes sense um in this light. So. I watched a video actually last week before we um, recorded um, from a, a YouTube channel called the 10 minute Bible hour. 
which I highly recommend. Like he, he makes great stuff. Um, his name is Matt Whitman. Uh, but he, he interviewed this guy about the authorship of Hebrews because mm. it's like the, we don't know thing. Yeah. And he made guesses. a very strong case. He made a very strong case. And I actually, I feel more confident being like Paul wrote it, but that's neither here nor there. We could get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he actually talks about how this really kind of actually looks more like it's a sermon yeah. that was written down. I can and see so that. when you see it in that sort of like, this makes sense, right? Cause like, if you're thinking about like, I need these people to take a point away from what I'm doing this and kind mm-hmm. of have this action, this kind of sets up, right? Cause we're getting in the last chapter and a half as, as we broke it up, right? Yeah. Obviously the chapters don't exist yeah. technically, but like we're getting to that point where it feels like, all right, we're going to finish this thought and we need to just kind of get, you know, where, what we had before and set you up for, we're going to land the plane yep. and you're going to feel good about it. Yeah. And what I find really interesting too is a, I also hold to Paul writing Hebrews, but um, <laughs> throwing that back out there. But um, what I find interesting too, is just that point of you go and you read a lot of the letters. They, a lot of them circle back around and keep hitting the same points over and mm-hmm. over again. And sermons will circle back around and hit the same points over and over again. And right that's because we need to hear these same things over and over again. Right. You know, and yeah, it's just, it's worded differently. It's shorter now, but yeah, it's like, Hey, I can take everything that I've just been talking about and here's the important things. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's this, we need to get rid of this weight. We need to get rid of this sin that is holding us down. Yeah. You know, we're running this race that's before us and we've got to stay on the finish line, which the finish line is walking with Jesus. Exactly. When I think, I kind of took us a little bit away from the outline, mm-hmm. the letter of the law here in some ways, but to kind of bring it back, right? Like the the first thing, you know, I mentioned like, it's like the, hey, they did it so you can too. Yeah. But then it goes into this, but Jesus also did it and he did it for you. Mm-hmm. And so just let him do it yeah. sort of deal. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I think, I mean, that's the point he's going to make is like later on here is, you know, we're, we're going to have to do something, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Yes, our, our our salvation is a free gift. We can't do anything to earn it, but we do we are responsible to do stuff. Right. And so you need to do the stuff. And here's an example of the people that did did things. So you need to right. endure like they did. Um but yeah, I, like you said, like the idea of well, Jesus already has accomplished all of this. He's already mm-hmm. finished it all for us because well, I mean, we can just type like that word. I mean, a lot of times it'll say author and perfecter yeah. of our faith um author is great but when i saw this listed there i hadn't seen it as this word before but yeah. where you're about to go so yeah. i'll let you well i mean that thunder yeah it you know the, the net translates it pioneer um leader trailblazer and if you go back to um whatever episode it was for chapter chapter two um which <laughs> may have been episode seven or eight something like that um we talked about this a little bit <laughs> And he's he's going yes. back to that, and he's saying this is this is that same word. Jesus already blazed that trail for us. He already led us down this way. He he is the pioneer to go first. So right. there you have it. He's he's led the way. So it's it's basically just by author. It basically just means he's he's setting that example, you know. Mm-hmm. And then even the whole idea of perfecter of our faith, more so the finisher of our faith, yeah. the completer of our faith, if you will, might even be the best way to put it, um, you know. Our, our faith isn't our own in the sense that we make it happen, but we have to accept 
you know, who Jesus is. And then he completes that journey for us, if I can word it that way. Sure. But yeah, I mean, that's, so I mean, those words you can, yeah. As you dig into them, it just starts meaning a whole lot more. Indeed it does. It's, uh, that's always an interesting thing. The more you can kind of, we talked about that a long time ago, that Mm -hmm. sort of observational, keep looking at it and figuring out what you can draw from it and observe. And it's a well that never runs dry. No, never. (laughs) And this is, this is such a good one. I think, you know, like I said, before you read, a lot of people are going to know this passage and Mm -hmm. like, not to like elevate one piece of scripture above anything else or anything like that. But I think this one's just fairly easily understandable in that way. And so I think that's why so many people know it because it's just, it's very simple Mm -hmm. to pull that depth out of it as opposed to some things are yeah complicated and hard to do it with. Yeah. Um, and just kind of, I'm thinking through this as you're, as you're talking, um, just kind of had this thought because it says for the joy set out for him, he endured the cross and just kind of tying mm -hmm. that into like the, in the stuff that the people in chapter 11 endured, you know, like it wasn't because, in the moment they were like, yes, I want to suffer this, but it was the joy that was after that. You know, it's, it's that right. end goal that allows you to endure. Well, I yeah. think it's, it's, it's a reinforcement of like we talked about, I think last week, week before of like, you know, having the focus being Christ's return motivates you in a different way. It's that, like you said, looking towards that end goal, it's just reinforcement that that is how you stay in a good place yeah. as far as like motivated and um you know steadfast and, and all sorts of things yeah. is is looking towards something you know is going to happen and you trust is going to happen yeah. i mean i'm not a runner i hate running to be truthful but um <laughs> you know when i was playing baseball you know there was an end goal right and that's you endured all of the stuff to get to that end goal and that's kind of the point that's being made here is there's all this stuff to endure mm-hmm. in this life towards that end goal um and it doesn't matter what it is because like it says i mean jesus didn't care about the shame of the cross that meant nothing to him because he knew where he was going um yeah just i mean and i'm just kind of hanging on that last part of of verse three there so that you may not grow weary in your souls and give up um because it's easy to give up it's easy to quit right um and that's the whole point, so. I think, of chapter of this chapter twelve. Don't quit. You know, it's it's worth everything's worth whatever you have to go through. Um it's even that, if it's your I life. Think, yeah. And I think that's up. also a reinforcement there in that verse too of of you know, uh you know, consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. It it feels like just another instance of, you know, like you just kind of alluded to but also this like you don't have to lose heart because jesus is standing in that gap and ultimately your identity is wrapped up in him and so it's not something to grow weary or lose heart over because it's not up to you yeah i think that's a message of hope like i don't know know what else to say about that (laughs) i mean i say we just let that stand and we see what you know where's this all headed towards now well, that means that I'm going to hit our poor listeners with a wall of text because we're going to go. It's not that big. Well, it's, it's it's not. We've read longer. It's just, you know, we're starting with three verses. We're ending with two verses. And in the middle here, I'm doing what, seven? 15,000. 
15,000. Yep. Are there even that many verses in the Bible? Oh, Have you so fact-checked why, why that? Why you got to ask me questions like that? Why would you do something like this? Now I got to call you up. All right. I'm not going to, we're not going down that road. We've, we did too much at the beginning. So yeah, uh, I'm going to start in verse four and read through verse 11. I'll be reading out of the NASB because why would we, we be consistent on, you know, translations between the two of us? We're consistent to ourselves. And that's, you know, I don't know what I'm doing here. Hey, just real quick. 31,102 verses according to Google. Okay, so what you just said, practically speaking, is that I'm going to read half the Bible yep. in this episode. All right, so go for it. Starting right, here in we go. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 4. Buckle up, here we go. <laughs> so yeah, uh, verse 4, if I can find it in my screen in front of me. I have too much text. You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood in your striving against sin. And you have forgotten the exhortation which is addressed to you as sons. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are reproved by him. For those whom the Lord loves, he disciplines, and he scourges every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? But if you are without discipline, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Furthermore, we had earthly fathers to discipline us, and we respected them. Shall we not much rather be subject to the Father of the spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good, so that we may share in his holiness. All discipline for the moment seems not to be joyful, but sour, <laughs> but sorrowful. That was that was rough to say. Uh, yet though, yet to those who have been trained by it, afterwards it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. All I'm going to say is this is a great verse for teaching your kids things. That I have no way to verify that, but I could see it. Oh, I'm just throwing sure. it out there. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it just kind of like I mean, he's he's talking to the people, right? He's talking to the mm-hmm. the the first century ish Jewish believers. Um, and he says, yeah, you haven't had to endure bloodshed yet with your struggle. Right. Um, you know, and even just this point is like in your struggle against sin and just kind of pointing out like, guess what? We all struggle against sin. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's not like we, Oh, I trust in Jesus and therefore sin now no longer <laughs> right. is an issue for me anymore. Um, Ken, uh, Ken Davis, he's an old school comedian yes. speaker. Um, he has the, he, he does, what is it? A wimpy prophet and a butane bush. He's talking about Moses. And it's just like, he has this, like, you know, when, when God speaks to Moses through the, the, the burning bush, like he goes, what, do you think Moses was just like, behold, the bush burneth, you know, it's like, no, he was flipped out about it. Like, so like we have this idea of people <laughs> in our minds of these the people of faith chapter 11 that they were just mm-hmm. these like ultra righteous and as soon as god spoke to them they're like yes or like they never struggled with sin and it's like and again you go back to verse 11 those were imperfect sinful people so we all struggle right. with sin and we touched on that last yeah. week right with like you know who they were yeah. but like i think it's funny actually to bring up the moses example because in some ways, he kind of did everything in his power to be like, can you can you like yeah. do this some different way? I don't want to partake in this plan. 
not this way yeah yeah <laughs> i i think it's interesting though like the the sin thing right like it, we sometimes look at it as potentially like oh like i'm a christian now so mm-hmm. i won't sin and then there's this discouragement that happens because we still do and yeah. i think that just to jump on that point the important thing is before you have christ you cannot be motivated by anything other than sinfulness and once you have him now you're just not controlled by sin you have the ability to make truly good and and holy choices yeah yeah. i mean and and here's the thing too that i think people get confused is this kind of next part here is like we -hmm. are encouraged when well we should be encouraged when we are addressed as sons or children of god yeah um Here's the thing, though, when that happens, when God, our Heavenly Father, um, addresses us children as, you know, his spiritual children, um, when he addresses us as a father, that also means we get the discipline. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, you poor little, how do I word this? Um, So (laughs) it's not like how parents raise their kids today of coddle their children and give them whatever they want because they're whining. Um, it's more of a, no, you're wrong. And here's the consequence and punishment for that. Um, shots. Oh oh, yeah. Like (laughs) when I call my children, I expect them to say yes, sir. And come to me. Not, I I don't expect me to have to wait five minutes because they're finishing something. No, you drop what you're doing and you get your tush over here. Like that's, that's the law, right? Now we're getting into like some sort of weird like um comparison here but um but no it's the yeah if we want to be addressed as his children then we're going to be addressed on both sides of that and the discipline isn't necessarily the negative side that's the thing too well here and to reiterate that this is let me just bring up proverbs 13 24 quick Mm -hmm. uh he who spares accountability hates his son Mm -hmm. but he who loves him is careful to discipline him now don't don't be afraid to say he who spares the rod yeah, I for some reason when I when I did the cross reference, I did that. Yeah. But yeah, it's the I mean, it's the spare the rod, spoil the child yeah. sort of. Yeah, it's that verse. Yeah, that, that, I mean, our podcast could all of a sudden get all sorts of different negative views at this point, but um, because yeah, right. here here's the deal: when punishment or consequences happens in a loving manner, there's nothing wrong with it. Right, and and that's the that, I think that's the thing that we can. Yeah, let me hop on a soapbox of somebody who doesn't have kids, but I feel like there's a we kind of are treating like youth as if they were stupid yeah when we say that we don't believe that they're going to understand if our discipline was out of love or anger oh yeah i think that's a very good point we we have a very low opinion of the intelligence right and i think and i think if you when you meet somebody who is greatly well developed i nine times out of 10, I feel like they're gonna be like, yeah, I was, I, I, I was disciplined as a child. Mm-hmm. And like, I knew directly what, what it was a consequence for yeah. what caused it and what to do better next time. And it, it, if you have those things, then it, it's, you know, it's like you said, it's, it's discipline that's done out of love. And that's, that's the key. Like, it's not like, you know, just like discipline. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, it's not discipline if it's not out of love. Let me maybe say it that way. Yeah. Right. Then it's, something else entirely right and and so i think that 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 changes it i think we are putting this weird limit on the youth of the world yeah. really but like when we try to be like well they're not gonna understand that i think 
I think they do. Yeah. And I think they look for it. And I think, uh, you know, I've been around enough people with young families that I've seen kind of both sides of that parenting spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it in kids where like, I know that they're disciplined and I can just tell, and, yeah. but they're some of the best behaved and the most kind and, and well-mannered and just loving and happy. Yeah. Oh, truly happy yeah. kids I've ever been and, around. And the thing too is, it's for a while, it's the fear of the discipline that mm-hmm. corrects behavior. After a while, it becomes the joy of the child to please their parent. Right. And then after a while, it becomes that's their character of who they are. They're making those choices. Yeah. And I think that's the path that people don't see. And that's the path. I mean, so taking this back to the scripture here is this is the path that I fail to see in my own spiritual walk is. Mm-hmm. Um, accepting that <laughs> even though I know it's true it's just accepting that truth I, I I would struggle to be able to say in any sort of truth that like I'm not with you on yeah. that yeah. you know like it's it's just I think that's that goes back to the like we don't have to sin now but we're still carrying around this you know yeah. sinful flesh dead thing mm-hmm. well, and, and yeah and here he, i mean he's quoting proverbs 3 11 and 12 um and it, you know he says you know don't scorn or disregard or have a low opinion of the lord's discipline kind of like what you were, right. we were even talking about there a little bit ago um and don't give up when he corrects you and mm-hmm. i think that's an important thing is so again like you know we we've got six kids and one of the fears that I have is within the discipline realm of them quitting and giving up. And I try to encourage them is like, well, when we correct you and discipline you, it's not to discourage you. It's to mm-hmm. help you. Right. Like, we want better you know, because right? we're always going towards what is better, what is good. Yeah. And when you're going towards what is wrong, we want you to stop because we love you that much. Right. And I think, I think the encouragement there too, like, yeah, there, there's this like temptation to kind of lose heart if you are in a season of being disciplined, mm-hmm. right? Because and if you're like, man, but I think if you can see that and you understand that discipline by definition, when it is truly discipline is out of love, mm-hmm. what it needs to tell you is I am so incredibly loved that this like this is happening because I am loved, yeah. right? And it seems and contrary. It does. It seems so weird because like, we have this weird like oh if i'm loved like everything needs to be perfect because we have this weird yeah. like sort of romantic view of love yeah, if, right if i'm loved then why is god not giving me a million dollars exactly and it's like because you're a sinner the <laughs> right the surest sign the surest sign that god is not done with you and that you have a future to be serving him is if he's disciplining you mm-hmm. because it's showing that he has plans for you and and he wants more well and keep in mind right? like like all right so i'm not a of jewish descent so i'm a gentile and yep. I'm adopted into the family of God now because of mm-hmm. Jesus. And that, again, the quote of Proverbs 3 here, the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastises or, you know, punishes mm-hmm. every son he accepts into his family. So it's like, well, you're part of the family now. So you're getting the same loving treatment. So, yep. so again, so we have two kids that are adopted and we bring them into the family. And one of the things we talk about sometimes is like, well, you're part of the family now, so therefore you're getting the same treatment. The right. thing is, though, they didn't see the treatment that some of the other kids got based on when they right. came home. So they're like, well, they get to do this. Well, they've already obeyed at this point. 
Right. Like we don't have to correct them there anymore. And now you see the blessings that they get. So therefore, if you want the same blessings they get, you better start obeying on this level and then go to the next level. And then you'll see those same blessings come your way. It's such a perfect illustration because yeah. I mean, that's, and that's basically verbatim what's happening here, right? Well, like I, I, we may have gone through this section of scripture with our family quite a bit. <laughs> sure. It makes sense. It's just like, it's right there, but I, I don't know. Like you said, like the, the, um, you know, for the, sorry, the, I had to go find this, but the, the NASB puts it, he scourges every son yeah. whom he receives. Right. Mm -hmm. It's this like weird thing because it's sort of what I was just talking about of like, you know, God's got this plan. If he's, if he's disciplining you, you know, that there's love there, mm -hmm. but it's also this, like, it's also this confirmation that, yeah, you are his, and, like if he's disciplining okay. you, it's, it's indication that you have to be his. And, and even on top of that, it's, it's not like God's like, yes, I get to beat these scourge these sons of mine these right. children of mine. no because and as i've explained to all of my children i hate disciplining them yep. it, it brings me it doesn't bring me joy now i do it because of love but like mm -hmm. there are many times when during and after a moment of discipline i i feel pretty miserable yeah and like i don't have experience with that because mm -hmm. i'm not a parent yet but like my wife and i have talked about that of like there is this, you know, and this goes back to the discipline thing too, of like the, I have to stand by my word. If I say there's going to be a direct consequence, oh, yeah. if you do that one more time, if you do it one more time, like I need to go now address this. And like, I already realized like, I'm not going to be happy about having oh. to do that clearly, but like, what, oh. you have to, you have to stand by your one word. One of my right? favorite and, things when we were first parents <laughs> with our oldest, um, I don't remember oh, no. what I said, but I said something and my wife just looks at me and I'm like, oh, now I got to follow through. <laughs> Shoot. Oh, I said it. So now I got to do it. And I did. And I was miserable about it. But I'm like, she goes, you said it. I'm like, man. So see, we learned very quick to be very cautious with the discipline or the things we say before we discipline children. That is a so like I'm in sort of like the psychology perspective mm -hmm. i'm sort of like i'm on like the neurotic side as far as like that so like i'll shoot my mouth off pretty quickly and so one of my greatest fears is that exact situation of like dang it now i gotta oh, it'll happen no oh, it man. will happen don't worry <laughs> this yeah. is not a precursor to some sort of announcement is it no okay just making no. sure and, we have other stuff to worry about right now and, <laughs> and i will say verse eight is one that i think gets overlooked a lot I'm just going to, yeah. I don't want to read it again, but if you do not experience discipline, something all sons have shared in again, sons <laughs> and reads children, um, then you are illegitimate and not sons. It's weird that you point that out because it definitely gets overlooked. Cause as I was reading that, this is a passage that I know I've read probably multiple times. And I like, as I was reading that, I went, that's interesting. Yeah. And <laughs> again, like it's, it's, it hits home for me and, and, and my kids, again, not being born mm -hmm. of our family, but being adopted in, it's like, well, if, and we tell them, like, if we didn't love you, we wouldn't discipline you. We wouldn't correct you. Right. It's because of love. And I mean, we've hit on that quite a bit, but it's just, I, mean, I kind of want to skip actually down to, to verse 11. Um, sure. Because I mean, the rest of it's kind of, I think, self-explanatory as you read it. And mm -hmm. um, we've kind of hit on most of it already. But um this idea that not all discipline seems um, now all discipline, sorry, all discipline seems painful at the time, not joyful. Um, I can't remember how the Nasby put it, but it's like oh, sorrowful, yeah, sorrowful. 
Yeah. It's a word that I could not yeah, that's figure right. out how it was to say. a hard word to say. <laughs> um, I was like, yeah, d- discipline isn't like, you know, you're not like eating popcorn and, and sucking on lollipops, you know? Right. It's like, yes, I'm being disciplined again. I yeah. love it. I mean, maybe some weird people are like that, but. Um, we call that sadistic. Yeah, that's the word. That I is. couldn't think of what it was. <laughs> but um, it's like, yeah, it, it's not pleasant for anybody, really. And, and it's a, right. but, but it's a moment. It's a, it's a learning moment. It's a moment of growth. And as we tell our kids, like, well, if you don't like the consequence, don't do the action. Right. Like, like if you, if you keep doing the action, you're going to keep getting the consequence. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's like the first thing you learn about when you take like a psychology class and like, here's the Bible talking about it a long, yeah. long time before all these like philosophers and stuff. But it's, it's that, you know, it's like any sort of classical conditioning, like it, listen, do do thing effect consequence like it the this is this is the pipeline it's very simple and that goes back to you know sort of what you're saying before and we were talking to about having to follow through but also like making it very clear right like here is the exact action that was taken Mm -hmm. and here is the exact consequence for that action and making sure those are crystal clear tied together yeah because if they are then that gives that ability to be able to show this is discipline out of love and yeah. it's directly because of this it's not because i had a bad day at work and i'm coming home angry and you did something that mm-hmm. was a little annoying and now i'm mad right it's yeah you did this thing that we've talked about before and here's the direct consequence right yeah because that's how learning happens you need to have both ends yeah well and not only learning but i think understanding of god you know yeah. I, and again i and i bring up david a lot king david um you know when he a had Uriah killed and then B had a well, I guess he slept with Bathsheba first, then had Uriah killed. Um, you know, he, he got her pregnant, right? So mm-hmm. well, you chose that action, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Um and and it's not so much the you know, and so then he has the, the husband killed because he wants to cover it up, and then on top of that, he loses the baby. Well, she does, you know, Bathsheba loses the baby and like, and it's hard for me to go, well, like, oh, I I get that. That's how that, yeah, that makes sense. No, because it doesn't make sense in the sense of my feelings, but as far as discipline from the Lord, I mean, you could look at it and say, well, is that the hand of God disciplining him? I mean, they're, they're like, that opens up a whole lot of hard questions. Like, Yes. Type of a thing. A like lot how, of hard how, questions. How, how does that fit with who God is? Um, bottom line is David did some really stupid things. Yep. Bathsheba lost a baby. David was in sorrow. David learned from all of that experience. Yeah. Was also rewarded with Solomon. Correct. So um it's it's a hard thing to go, well. Yeah, God, God took a child's life as dis, as a consequence right. of this. I, 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 I'm not comfortable with saying that personally. I'm just, I'm just not. Um, it, it terrifies me to think of God, honestly, yes. just in general. But, um, but <laughs> well, there is that. But like, how does this work out? And then I look at my yeah. life, and I'm like, okay, you know, we've lost children. Um, you know, through miscarriage and stuff. And it's like, it's hard to go, well, how is, how is this not some sort of consequence for my sin? Um, you know, because sin brings death. Right. Right. So 
it's just kind of this weird, I don't know how this works, God, and I'm scared to really think through it any deeper. <laughs> right. Um, well, I think there's a balance there yeah. in all sorts well, yeah. of aspects. And it's it's hard. Like, I mean, it, David sort of gets the message and it feels like he's receiving a message, right? For, for but sure. But he also, like, that's one of the, the points in all of the Bible that is the strongest indicator of what happens to a child who is unable to, like, cognitively come to the point True. of what salvation means True. right and so it's weird because it's hard to say right like oh, god took a child as a consequence because yeah. it seems like how could he that's like the most evil thing you could do right like or the most gracious human brain yes because if you if you really want to follow that through yeah it was a consequence to david because and to Bathsheba because they didn't get to know that child mm-hmm. and grow with that child but that child had a soul mm-hmm. that God loved that immediately never had to experience the pain that is yeah. life on earth and immediately went to, went to be with the Lord. And see that that's exactly the different perspective I think is hard to relay to a lot of people when talking right. about this is there's another side to this that is not humanity. That Correct. there's another side to this that is far greater. And going back, we make the mistake yeah, well, like, all the time of, yeah, Sorry. No, I was like, go, go, well, just going back to the first part, if our eyes are fixed on Jesus, then things start yep. to be more clear. Yeah. And what I was going to say, as I was trying to talk over you, because I'm rude. Well, I was talking <laughs> was, over you first, I think. No, that's all right. Was that we make that mistake of like, you know, I'm looking right now through a webcam and I, I look at you and I go, oh, that's Eric. Mm-hmm. Right. I go, that's you. That's not. That's a you're some weird conglomeration of bones and meat. Right. Like, that's not you. And it, honestly, um, my my wife and I actually had this conversation sort of recently because earlier in the summer, her grandfather passed away. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the closer, probably the closest. I mean, it was the closest anybody's ever been to me that has passed. And I remember having this moment, getting there the day of the funeral and seeing a body in the casket. And I think this is the moment. This is the moment you realize yeah. immediately. You look there and you go, yeah, that's not that's not who I know. And it never was. Yeah. Who, who I know is is not present there anymore and is in a different place. It, it's just very clear. It's the closest you get to really, truly seeing that the soul is separate from the body. Very much so. Yeah. And and that's just the mistake we make where we we are like, you know, life's the most important thing. And like we see this as like that, you know, I look in the mirror, I'm like, hey, that's me. Like, mm-hmm. no, it's not. That's that is not me. And it, it proof of that is what I look like constantly changes. Yeah. So it can't be me yeah. like, and it's, I don't know. I think there's, there's comfort in that. And just going back to what you said, like it's, it's a hard thing to bring up. So like taking the child thing, but yeah. trying to change the perspective and, you know, ultimately, yeah, we can never understand God. We just can't um, only what he reveals to us. Can we understand? And I think though, trying to, trying to understand changes that perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. It makes it easier. It doesn't make it great or like, yeah, I'm super okay with this or like, yeah, because we're still dealing with our our thoughts, right? And in what we think about it and what we what we would have done better, right? Because like we oh, for sure. somehow know, right? Well, I mean, and the bottom line is we do still have to live in this earth right now within these right. bodies and do something with it. And I think that's the point of where he's been heading with all this is, mm-hmm. hey, we still have life to live whatever amount yeah. of time that is whether it's today tomorrow or 20 years from now or 50 years from now you have a life that's been given to you to live you live it to its fullest 
And really, that's right. the point Jesus makes. I think it's John 15, um, you know, right. to, you know, the abundant life. It has nothing life to do with things. Life. It's everything to do with your soul and right. your time on this planet. Um, and that's 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 brought out here, right, in verse 11, where you skip down to, because it's this, because we started, right? Discipline is sorrowful. Mm-hmm. It seems like this is wrong and hurts and isn't good. But the the result, yeah. the afterwards it yields, peaceful fruit of righteousness i like what else do you say i mean i hope that's (laughs) the direction i'm heading in right you know and that's and sorry that's the key right like it's looking forward again Mm -hmm. we're going back to that same idea exactly that's that's all i was going to say is it's it's us just looking forward um and, and that's that's you know it's the point i try to make to my kids too is i guess even said earlier it's like the blessings are coming through that obedience um mm-hmm. And, and, and you'll, you'll, you'll take hold of that. You'll, you'll grasp that once the life you live lines up with the righteousness of who God right. is, then you can take hold of that piece. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I can really say about that, I guess. Yeah. I think that's, yeah, that, I think that's good. And maybe just to go back real quick, I, I want to interject something that we've probably said before, but it is worth repeating that like, we do this weird conflation of joy and happiness mm-hmm. and they could not be further apart. Sometimes they line up with each other, but most of the time they really don't. Yeah. And so I think that's important, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I think, I think with that, it's time for you to, to take us on home with the last two verses sure. that we're going to read for this episode. So based on everything we just read and <laughs> talked about, therefore, verse 12, therefore strengthen your listless hands and your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet, so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but be healed. I love listless. Yeah. That's such a good word. In other words, we're broken and sinful, and yeah. we got to be put back in place. or back together. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's... I, I don't know that you can really expand much more on those verses other than like, yeah. yep, get put back together. And, and part of it, too, for me is, as I was thinking about this, I go, what, it, what was his point at the beginning? We're surrounded by this cloud of witnesses. We're mm. not in this alone, right? right? We're not in the discipline alone. Others are being disciplined right. with us. We're, we're not in the, in the fruit of peace and righteousness alone. We're, we're with that with others who have been trained in it as well. And, you know, when we're struggling, when we're falling, we can lean on them for that strength. I mean, granted, it, it's all coming through the Holy Spirit, but we can lean on our brothers and sisters in Christ for that strength when, when we don't have it, when we can't endure, <laughs> you know, and just like I said, like, yeah, your listless hands, like, oh, you know, I, I just picture someone just slumped over and just like, oh, I'm done. Right. Kind of like how I was today at work. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just, but yeah, no, I, just to say, I, I, you're not alone in the struggle, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the weaknesses and in, in, in the things that are there. You know, because in, in what is it, Proverbs three, five, and six that he's probably alluding to here, um, or uh, might be, or sorry, it says four twenty six here. Um, make paths straight, but it could be a lot oh, of things. Yeah. I mean, you, you could allude to a lot of different scripture through that, but you're like, yeah, to make straight paths for your feet. I mean, I even think of what saw Psalm one nineteen. You know, a light before before on my path before my feet. You know, like just all these things that. That God is illuminating these things. He's He's giving us the strength. He's He's straightening out our brokenness, and 
mm-hmm. putting us back together. And all we have to do mm-hmm. is listen and obey, which is something else I say a lot to my children. <laughs> that's a that's a classic, you know, just truism mm-hmm. that we use all the time. Cause it, it it summarizes so many things so well. Yeah. It, and it's <laughs> it's one of those, you know, how many things can we say? That's easier said than done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, what is the the old hymn? Trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus. You must trust and obey. It's true. It's a good one. Not that I sing that a lot as a kid or anything. No. But hey, I feel I feel it like sticks in there. there's a tinge of sarcasm. There. It's a small, small, small amount. It's one of the spiritual gifts. Actually, the gift of my, my wife would sing it to my children a lot too, growing up as as they were growing up. The, the older awesome. ones. She still sings well, it to that's, the younger ones right now, but anyway. Maybe that's the thing to go back to that, right? It's that the the thing that you're trusting and obeying and the reason that the discipline's happening, mm-hmm. especially in this case, is it, it's coming from like literally the top. Yeah. Like there's no power greater. There's no love greater. There's no standard greater. And that's where the discipline's coming from, which is how we know that it's good and worthwhile. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, this whole idea, we're not in this together. There's... There's there's one. Well, we're in it together. Examples. We're not in it alone. Wait, yes. What did I say? I said it backwards. Do, hey, do the opposite. I've never said anything backwards on this podcast. Wow. I was in the thing. I was thinking ahead. But the this one thing of like, you know, we have the great cloud of witnesses, right? Mm-hmm. We have that list of people who've done it before. So therefore, you can do it because look at mm-hmm. they're known for their faith. Yep. But they were clearly broken people. We have each other as we talked about, you know, just in the sort of present, like living the life that Christ wants us to as the body of Christ mm-hmm. together, supporting each other, you know, being the part that you are meant to be in helping support the other parts to do their job. But then the third thing, which is the most important one in what's mentioned right, right away in verse two and three, right? Jesus did it mm-hmm. and stands there. You're not alone because you, your identity is in him and he did it. Yeah. And that's ultimately that that's it. And, and I would say this too. Um, if, if you don't have one or two people that you can really trust with who you are and just your struggles, um, you know, it might be time to find some of those people at a church. Um, I'm, I'm going to throw out a warning sign. Not all people in church are necessarily good Christians or even Christians. Um, they're broken people. So be careful with who you are opening up to, but seek out those that you think, Hey, I want to have a faith like that and go start talking to them and just be honest with them. Like, look, you, I want to, I want to do what you're doing, or I think you have this amazing faith and they will most likely be like, I'm a broken sinner. I I, I got nothing figured out, but just say like, I, I need to figure out how to do this life better for, for God, not, not even necessarily yeah. for myself, but for God. Um, right. and then you'll get the benefits of, of his blessings, but you know, seek out those people, um, mm-hmm. be careful with who you seek out, but you're not, again, the point is you're not in it alone. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess that's <laughs> all I can say about that. No, I'm with you on that. I just want to reiterate. I think that like, that's just something that's, become more and more scarce i think in in life in today's world Mm -hmm. is having that place where you can go i mean ultimately you can always pray and 
you know, just pour out to the Lord what is on your mind and what you're struggling with. Mm -hmm. And um, I think sometimes we kind of even look at that as being like, oh, we need to be like, God, I'm sorry for what I'm doing and help me be better and all this stuff. But I think there's times where, I don't know, for me, like you can be angry and you can be sad and you can be upset. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's about being authentic and honest about it, right? Like God's not fooled by you're like, oh, help me with this. You know, sometimes you might be mad at him for some reason that is completely irrational and you know is is not true and like there's not, but you can be like, I think I think the time where the most growth happens is where you go to God and you go to him, you be like, God, I'm kind of mad at you right now and I don't want to be. Yeah. Right. And that's where you can be like, listen, here's the reason you're mad at me and why you're in the wrong. Because ultimately we're in the wrong, obviously. Yeah. But like, it, you know, I think those are some of the moments of the most growth in like you said, finding those people that are being, you know, imitators of Christ in your life that you can go and like, they're not going to judge you if you go in there and reveal your worst sins that you wouldn't reveal to anybody and be like, I, I can't do this alone. Right. Or breaking down or, you know, the people that you would, you know, be on the phone crying with or something, right. Like, or just like, I'm just angry about this. Just, being able to be honest with yourself and with somebody is where some of that most growth happens and you start to see that support system come Mm -hmm. into play and where the body of Christ thrives at being the body is supporting each other in that brokenness and being like, listen, Christ died for you and you're like, that's all that that matters and we can get through this. And and I will add this to that of um, approach it with a humble heart because you're probably yes. going to be told you're wrong in a lot of ways and how you need to change yes. in a lot of ways. So well, that's, that's yeah, why I think don't, it's don't, important yeah, that well, don't say don't, don't approach it with, I already know how to do this or yeah. I already think, I think right about God, be prepared to be challenged and to have to change yeah. how you think. Right. And I think that's, that that's why picking people sure. carefully Right. And it's not like to do the confirmation bias thing or anything. Like that. Don't pick based on that. That's not why you're picking people carefully, but it's picking people carefully so that you know when they challenge you and when they tell you you're wrong, that you know that that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, I, I fully agree. And I think that's the the biggest thing. I Like we are so, I don't know, as Christians, we do this like, well, you know, pride is the worst. I, I I fully believe pride is the root sin. I believe it's yeah. the sin, like it's 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 the sin that leads to any other mm-hmm. sin. But we do this thing as Christians where we're like, we either do this like, well, yeah, I have pride. And so therefore by addressing it, like I'm not going to have any, or we do this like, no, pr- pride's not a problem. It can't be because I'm a Christian mm-hmm. thing. But like when we do that, it, it it's our, <laughs> ironically, it's our pride telling us that and it keeps us from being able to grow and change. Yeah in either of those situations it's ultimately coming to a place and being like am i wrong and being willing to hear i'm wrong yeah you're wrong that's the hardest part <laughs> is yeah. hearing it and accepting it yeah it's not great yeah. <laughs> we're, we're we're not saying like yeah this is gonna be really easy and like it's fun or anything it goes yeah. back to the discipline at the time isn't fun right sometimes discipline is hearing you're wrong and letting your ego get shattered yeah yeah <laughs> Well, again, like we need that brokenness so that we can be healed and put back together. Yep. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, but yeah. we, we've got to tear down the old so that the new can come. I mean, that's, 
was it? Yep. Paul writes about that in first and second Corinthians a ton. Right. Um, you can go on and on on the list yeah. of examples of that exact yeah. concept, yeah. right? Um, so I, I would say out of all this, again, be encouraged that you're not alone. Yep. Seek out believers that are living around you that are solid, mm-hmm. mature believers. Mm-hmm. Um, and keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and that ultimate goal. And then next episode, we are uh, going to kind of continue on this this yeah. this track we're on here. Um, the sort of encouragement and the the practical steps, yeah, right? It, the like. I mean, it, it it might might smack you like a bat in the face some of this stuff, but um, a little bit. Um, just be ready. Scripture has a way of doing be, that. Be ready for some <laughs> truth. It's gonna drop, yeah. and it's gonna go yeah. all over what you think and, is real. Trust us, we're going to sit there and get slapped in the face with you. Oh, yeah, I, I will so. say at no point should you ever think, well, Jacob and Eric got it together. No, I'm learning a ton <laughs> all the time by going through scripture, getting ready for this and just go. The only reason just hanging my head going, oh, my goodness, I don't know yes. anything. That and the only reason I have anything to say at all is because I'm like, yeah, I am struggling with this exact thing yeah. if i'm if i'm talking about it in a way that sounds like hey here's the thing it's because that might be exactly the problem i'm having yep. and i'm telling it to myself more than anybody oh, else yeah. on the planet right now you know <laughs> but yeah i i think yeah we're gonna pick up with a little more encouragement but it's gonna be some you know a truth encouragement dis- <laughs> right discipline at the time doesn't seem fun or joyful mm-hmm. sort of situations but ultimately that's gonna be the goal and we're kind of leaving on that encouragement for for tonight right or for this episode sounds sounds good to me well with that i'm gonna do my little outro spiel unless you have something to add go team jacob go team jacob now you're making me think of twilight oh i'm sorry that was totally not in reference to that because i've never read nor seen i don't know why i don't know why my brain had that reference so quickly because i've never seen that and it's just oh well, now you just ruined everything. <laughs> you need to go take a shower. <laughs> um, uh, no, so the, 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 hey, thanks the, the for business listening. stuff. Uh, we appreciate yep. you guys here. We have a website That's called eaglesjourneyministries.com that has all the Where's buttons you can click um, for all the Still podcasts. I don't remember everything you say. <laughs> all that stuff is good. I mean, the podcast you found us, yeah. like, share, comment, all the internet things. That's important because that helps us kind of get that reach. Ultimately, Let us know if you heard the nickel hit the t- hit the the uh the desk here oh, it was a nickel it was a nickel i was hoping it was a quarter that was a nickel mm. i never did ask it's first quarter I, for, first first coin i found that is that is the trivia question for the week because we're doing that now yep. this is a mess uh <laughs> but there's also links on, i mean all the links like eric said are on the website there's stuff for for supporting us there if that's something that you're feeling called to do um ultimately this is all about as we're gonna end with every week giving god all the glory um because the Bible's about him and his glory. It's not about us. And uh, all of history is pointing towards his just triumphant return and his glorious making of all things right. And I think that's a, a thought to end on. So the best thing you can do for us is pray for us and pray that that, you know, stays the mission and stays the focus for us because we want to follow this this path that we've just been talking about of looking on towards that prize and looking on towards what's coming and not you know what's been so with that i'm gonna say hey we will catch you in the next episode and we love and appreciate each and every one of you so until next time be well bye